All right, I'm back. Okay, so welcome to Scissors and Scrubs. Yes. And for the first time ever. Ever. It's our inaugural episode in our new pot loft. Yes. Thank you, Mike, because it's amazing down here. Mm-hmm. We're back together. No more of this bullshit Zoom crap mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I sound like I'm in a tunnel. Nope. I can interact with you. Yeah. It's making me very excited. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're back in business. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And we're getting back in business with another Father's Day episode. So you know what that means. Penises. Penises! Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about penises, and I can't imagine why men would want to listen to this episode. <laughs> it's all about penises. It's the only thing they care about. So we're going to talk about yet another problems with the penis part two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Sparkles, you're going to take it away Let with our first problem with the penis. Kick it off. Kick it off. This isn't necessarily the penis, but it's the area. It's all male related. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. For Father's Day, of course. For Father's Day, obviously. I got all my information from mayoclinic.org because that Mayo. is my new favorite place. Well, because it's very informative. Very informative. Um, and I'm starting it off with testicular cancer. Ooh. Mm, no one wants to one. talk about it. I just think of the guy, the skater, Scott. What's his last name? Hamilton? Yeah. The guy who does the backflips on the skates. Yeah. He's, oh, did he have? Oh, yeah. Oh. Big time. And he might even have it again. Oh. Oof. Um, so testicular cancer occurs in the testicles. Hence the name, testicular cancer. Yes. Um, this might be my favorite description. I found it on multiple, multiple websites. Chicken skin? Testicular cancer occurs in the testicles, which are located in the loose bag of skin underneath the penis. <laughs> yeah, that bag. Also bag known as the scrotum. Or chicken skin. Every single website described it as the loose bag of skin. I'm like, do people not know what it's, a scrotum is? Like, it's a bizarre anatomy. It is very not for nothing. I mean, yeah. I know that's coming from women, but like women are all tucked in and neat mm-hmm. and men have this weird thing. Like, As it goes in life, really. Yes, yeah. it's just a weird bag of skin. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay. Testicles makes, um, t- the testicles make male sex hormones and sperm. So they're important. Yeah. Well, you need the sperm to make babies. Yeah. Uh, That's why they're outside of the body, FYI. Right. Keep it cool. Because sperm would be too hot in right. your body. It'd bake upside. Yeah. Up inside. Um, testicular cancer is relatively rare and very, very treatable. Even if it is already spread by the time you found it, very, very treatable. Um, it is the most common cancer in American males between the ages of 15 and 35. Ooh. Mm. Um, some symptoms are a lump in the testicle, a heavy feeling in the scrotum. As uh, opposed to what? Like light and airy? Light. Light and... Yeah. The balls are really yeah. light tonight, but... Um, a dull ache in the groin or abdomen, a sudden collection of fluid in the scrotum, pain or discomfort in the testicle or the scrotum, enlargement or tenderness in breasts. In breasts? Yes, because... Their boobs get sore? Yes, because the testicles make male sex hormones. So if those are off, then your estrogen Estrogen rises... And then your oh my breasts God. get sore. Could yeah. you imagine a guy being like, my nipples hurt. I know. I think I'm getting my period. Um, okay. And back pain. Just like your period. Yes. Um, see your doctor if you have these symptoms, especially if they last longer than a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, they're unsure of what causes testicular cancer, but they do know almost all testicular cancers start in the germ cells, which are the cells that make immature sperm cells. So the germ cells are immature. Yes. <laughs> and then give you cancer. You know, they say, like, stupid things. Yeah. Oh, All they're right. like Imm- guys with a sense of yeah. humor. Yeah. yeah, that's why they only guys have immature cells. Yeah. Um, risk factors include an undescended testicle. Even if it's been surgi- surgically relocated into the loose bag of skin under the penis or the scrotum. Um, <laughs> this is my chair squeaking. If you are. Squeak, 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 If you squeak. were born with an undescended testicle... You have a higher risk of testicular cancer. Oh, those testicles are nothing but a pain in the mm-hmm. ass. Abnormal, abnormal testi- testicular development is a um, risk factor. Certain conditions cause testicles to develop abnormally and can increase the risk. One right. such condition is <laughs> Klinefelter syndrome, which is an XXY syndrome. Um, make um, Some males are born with an extra copy of the X chromosome. Which makes them kind of female? So they usually have less facial hair. They usually have less body hair. They have low testosterone. They have reduced muscle mass, and they produce little or no sperm. Oh. So they have a higher risk of testicular cancer because I think the hormones yeah. are off. Um, 
you're at higher risk if you have a family history of testicular cancer. You're at a higher risk depending on your age because most at-risk males are between 15 and 35, but it can happen at any age. Okay. Um, once you hit 35, you're not like in the clear. Um, and it is more common in white men. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There is no way to prevent testicular cancer. You can do regular testicle self-exams. Like, women do regular breast exams. So go down to that loose bag and dig around uh-huh. and Which, see if you have any tumors. Right. Although some doctors say... That's not helpful? It's it's not, like, 100%. Like, all doctors are like, go home and do a breast exam. Like, not all of them agree that you should do a testicular exam. But if you feel something weird down there, go to your doctor. Why, why wouldn't they suggest that? I don't though? know. I don't know if it's, like, glim- I don't... I don't... Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, I, I just, I just don't sure. know. <laughs> Most men discover testicular cancer on their own um, because they can't keep their hands off oh, it. It's out there. Yeah. Um, but to determine what exactly is happening, they might give you an ultrasound, blood test for tumor markers, and then su- surgery, which you would have an orchiectomy, mm-hmm. um, which means they take your testicle up. And they take I it out. I like that word, orchiectomy. I think it's a fun word. They take it out through your, like, low, a low, low, low incision on your abdomen. They don't, they don't go through your scrotum. Okay. Um, and they send it for pathology, and then pathology will dissect it, and they'll give you a diagnosis. Um, there are different types of testicular cancer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, seminoma tumors can develop in all ages, but if you are older and get testicular cancer, it is more likely to be a um, seminoma. Than other types. That makes me think of Florida State. I, I know. <laughs> Seminolas. Yeah. Um, I know they, it's not that, so don't write and say it's not Seminolas. No, I know you're the Seminoles. Um, those tumors are less aggressive. Non-Seminomas tumors develop in younger people and spread rapidly. Ooh. There are several kinds of non-Seminomal tumors, which include choriocarcinoma, embryonal carcinoma, teratoma, and yolk sac tumor. Yolk sacs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just sounds wrong. I know. Once you're diagnosed, you'll probably get a um, C7 to look for science. Nope. Not a C7. A CT. <laughs> Liar! Um, C7. Is that a fracture? Why did I say I don't even think we have C7 in the C. blood test. Um, a CT to look for signs of spreading and more blood tests to look for tumor markers after the testicle has been removed. So once they remove the testicle... When they test your blood again, if there's no other cancer, there should be no tumor markers. Okay. Um, but if there are still tumor markers, it means it's spread. Um, then you are staged. Testicular cancer ranges from stage zero to stage three. Zero means it has stayed in the testicle. By stage three, it has spread other places like the lungs. And you don't want it doing that? No. Treatment options for testicular cancer. Boom, boom, boom. There's the orchiectomy. Which, again, they will probably do for just to see if you even have testicular cancer. Um, they make an incision in your groin. They take out the entire testicle. Um, they can give you a prosthetic testicle if you want. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like a little egg. It's, it's literally like a little... It's like a little tiny egg. Yeah. It's, Remember oh. Silly Putty used to come in the little containers? It's like, like that, egg. but like a yeah. clearish, whitish yeah. color. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, and, okay, of course, this happens in younger people, so... They want they, their balls to look they normal. They want it to look normal. They want you know, to when you're either. at the gym, you don't want to be that one bald bastard. Yeah. Um, this surgery occurs in almost all testicular cancers. So they're almost always taking out the testicle with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and for early stage cancers, it is the only treatment needed. Once you take it out, if it's, it's a stage set. zero, you're good to go. Um, they may do a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. During this... Um, they, the nerves surrounding the lymph nodes may be damaged, and that can cause problems with ejaculation, but okay. not erection. All right, so you can get it up, you just can't fire. Yes. Okay. Um, but they would do that if they thought the cancer had spread. They're going to take lymph nodes to see. Yeah, if I mean, it's they need nodes. to. They need to. Radiation is used for people with seminoma tumors. Side effects can be nausea and vomiting, fatigue, skin redness, and irritation. It can also temporarily reduce sperm counts and can affect fertility you can freeze Don't your they recommend the i think yeah. gonna say they recommend these people to freeze, freeze your sperm before any treatments if you are gonna have kids or even if you're a teenager with it just in case just in case um chemotherapy could be 
your only treatment, or it may be used after a lymph node dissection. Side effects are nausea and vomiting, hair loss, fatigue, and the risk of infection. It can lead to infertility that can be permanent. Oh. Yeah. Which so is again, why you want to freeze shit before. You're going to want to freeze this room before treatment. To cope with your diagnosis, learn enough about testicular cancer to make informed decisions. Ask your doctor questions. Write them down before appointments. Like if you think, oh shit, wait, can I do this? Or will this affect this? You know what, I'm going to say that when any cancer. Yes. as soon as people hear cancer, they tune out. Shut down. Have somebody come with you and write everything you want to ask and write down all the Mm -hmm. answers because you're going to forget once you hear the word cancer come out of somebody's mouth. Yep. And it's, I literally wrote, like, bring someone with you to absorb the information because you are not going to be absorbing anything. Once he says cancer, you're done. Yep. Take care of yourself. Eat healthy, rest, exercise, eliminate unnecessary stress, quit smoking, be healthy. If yes. you get any diagnosis like this, be healthy. Be healthy as you can. Um, can connect with other testicular cancer survivors and stay connected to families and friends. Support helps. Tell a lot people. Of people it's want to shy away when they get cancer. Right. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think it's a sex organ mm. talk. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to be like, Hey Joe, I have testicular hey, my cancer. Rotten. Right. Like, so I think it's not nothing to be ashamed of. No right. one's going to be like, Oh, he has like, it's not, it's not a, it's not a joke. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Talk to people, let them know, let them help you. Let them give you rides to appointments. Let them pick up medicine right. for you when you don't feel good. Let, let people help you. Support helps. Support helps. Mm-hmm. That might be a t-shirt. Yeah. That's well, it. I'm going to move on to vasectomies. Mm-hmm. I got my information from Penn Medicine mm-hmm. and WebMD. Mm-hmm. For some men, vasectomy is like cardiac surgery. Yes. They, they go, they're going in for open heart yeah. surgery. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Yes, it is. Um, when I decided I didn't want to produce children anymore, mm-hmm. I told my husband, if they can tie my tubes while I'm still under an epidural, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're getting snipped. And you would have thought I told him I was going to castrate him. He was yes. like, what? I'm not doing that shit. What are you crazy? I'm like, it's an office visit for you. It was a big. Did I tell the story? Did I tell the story about Mike? If Jack? you didn't, I don't know, but I think you should repeat it. On another episode. Did I tell? So Mike's friend was getting a vasectomy recently. And I didn't know, like, because why would I know this? Right, because there's not something you can hey, sitting I'm a vasectomy at, tomorrow. Right, we're sitting at the island, and Mike looks at his phone and then says, oh, so-and-so is getting snipped right about now. And I'm like, what? You know, and he's like, yeah, he's getting it today. I'm like, okay, good for him, you know, whatever. And Jack was sitting at the island with us, oh, and he no, was I didn't hear this my story. 15-year-old son. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, he's getting a vasectomy. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, do you know what that is? And he's like, yeah, they tell, teach us about that in school. I'm like, they teach you about Why? vasectomies? Why? in high school needs to know about that. For um, sex health or something. I don't know, sex ed. And I was like, they tell you about that? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's like, are you serious? He's really getting that done? I can't believe that. That's awful. Blah, 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 blah. That's awful. And now I'm sitting there watching this. And Mike is sitting there not saying a word. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he is an asshole. Yeah. So I look at Jack and I go, you know your father had a vasectomy, right? And he was like, what? No, you didn't. That's awful. How um, could you betray yeah. us, Dad? My wife's going to be on birth control forever. I'm not I'm like, hey, yeah, good luck okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, no, it's a normal thing to do. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. He was horrified. And Mike's sitting there like not saying anything. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, lucky for my husband. Mm. They were able to snip my, I'm telling you, they took my tubes. I had Garrett at like 6.30 in the morning and mm. 9 o'clock I was sterile. I wanted to have sex right then and there. I was like, <laughs> no more babies! <laughs> freedom! <laughs> it felt like freedom. I felt like I got released from prison. It was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so things you should know before considering a vasectomy. Okay. Uh, it is not a decision that should be taken lightly, no. Laura. Uh, you want to be certain you and your partner do not want any more children. Mm-hmm. And you don't want your partner pregnant. Or if you don't want your partner, <laughs> you don't want your partner pregnant for health reasons. Like it could kill her if she gets pregnant. Right. Um, or you have a genetic disease that mm. you do not want to pass on, mm. i.e. Huntington disease, mm-hmm. which maybe we'll cover in another episode, but it is one nasty motherfucker disease. Yeah. Okay. It is not to be used as a form of temporary birth control. It's not, no. I was watching an 
episode of The Office, and he's like, and I had a vasectomy, and then I had it reversed, and then I had it again, and then I had it reversed. (laughs) It's like, oh my god, I figured you'd imagine. All right. So, if you are unsure on whether you want children or not, you need to wait. This is not for you. So, what is IE vasectomy? Hmm. Well, let me tell you. It is an operation to prevent sperm in your semen when you ejaculate. Thank you. Did you know that? No. Okay. The doctor makes a small cut into the scrotum, or the little bag of skin. <laughs> the loose, loose bag of skin. The loose bag of skin, excuse me. And he finds a little tube called the vas deferens. That's like my favorite medical One term. of my favorite medical terms. <laughs> I have a vas deferens to that. <laughs> I love it. Um, and there's one in each testicle. Mm-hmm. So he removes a small part of each tube, and he leaves a gap between the edges. Mm-hmm. They may burn each end, mm-hmm. or they'll tie each end off with a stitch mm-hmm. to make sure. So you're creating a gap. Right. You don't want to bridge that gap. You don't want the sperm going right. into the semen. you're creating semen. a gap. Yes. Uh, some doctors can do both tubes with one cut, and some need to make two cuts. Yeah. Some close with dissolvable sutures, mm-hmm. and so you don't have to go back. And right. Some are cruel and give you non-dissolvable sutures, <laughs> so they have to go back to the office and pull that shit out of your loose bag of skin. Yeah. A vasectomy is usually done in the office. Yes. Uh, some men will refer to it as getting snipped. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. I'm getting snipped tomorrow. Like, they're fucking dogs. It's, yeah. Um, they're nearly 100% effective. Now, when I worked in South Carolina, I worked with a doctor who had a vasectomy. His wife had her tubes tied, and they had a miracle baby because one of the other wasn't done soon enough before they decided to have sex and I'll explain so in very rare cases the tubes can find each other and marry again Mm. and you can then knock somebody up Mm -hmm. Uh, right after a vasectomy you can still have some residual sperm yes so you should use some form of birth control until about 10 to 20 ejaculations Mm -hmm. post operation Mm -hmm. your doctor will perform a test to make sure that you are sperm free yes you want to be sperm free. Mm-hmm. Um, the recovery, you'll be, you'll rest for about a day. You will recover usually in less than a week, though some men think it's open heart surgery and want to be down for weeks. Oh, it's like a laying on a couch. Yeah, bag of peas on I the balls. I need a bag of peas yes. immediately. Yep, like, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, the reversal surgery can be much more extensive. Oh, it yes. can be up to six hours. Then mm-hmm. they don't, in vasectomies, do not protect against an STD. No. All a vasectomy is going to do is make sure you do not knock somebody out. Right. Um, and last of all, having a vasectomy should not in any way affect your sexual function. Yes. Okay, so don't freak out right. that you'll never get a heart on again. You're still a man. You will still ejaculate, mm-hmm. and it will still feel the same. Mm-hmm. You just won't have any more babies swimming around. The face Mike is making right now... <laughs> I'm agreeing. So if you experience any change in sex, drive, or function after vasectomy, you need to seek professional medical help. Yeah, that's like a nerve or something. Yeah, they hit something wrong. You went to somebody bad. Yeah. And they fucked it up. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. on that note, it Mm -hmm. goes back to you, my friend. Okay. That's my page. I mean, it's because it's really not a big deal. No, but Jesus, you know what? Like, think... The thing is, it's way more extensive for a woman to get her way tubes more. than a man to get his ball snipped. People are always like, oh, he did that. That's great. He's a great guy. I'm like, I would have, great to have surgery, like be knocked out. Yeah. And they have to go in, find your tubes, put rubber bands around right. them. Like, them you off. realize I'd have to have general right. anesthesia for this. Yes. And he had an office visit with a little yeah. numbing medication like he was getting Call a tooth drilled. And a bag of peas on his balls yeah. would be some. Yeah. I actually made them show me how much of my tubes they took A out. big amount. You want a big yeah. amount. I said, I want to see the specimen cups. And she was like, is this enough? I don't think they knew what to do because they're not used to having a no on yeah. on the table. She went to feel my epidural and she's like, all right, we're going to test it. And what does that feel like? I'm like, it feels like you put an Alice clamp on my stomach. She's like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. I never had anybody tell me the exact <laughs> instrument I used. I'm like, well. So, I had a hysteroscopy yeah. in the office, and she said something. I was like, oh, was that the tenaculum? Oh. And she's like, <laughs> I've never had to yeah. say that. I'm like, it doesn't hurt. I just was like, oh, that must be the tenaculum. Yeah. And she's like, it's bizarre. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about this yeah, anymore. You can hear like, them doing the counts, and you're like, oh, oh. and oh. how many varicles did you get? Okay, good. Yeah. Yep. All right, great. Yeah. God love them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm talking about. BPH. 
BPH, also or known as benign prostatic hyperplasia. God bless. Yep. All right. My um, chair's going to squeak. Get over it. I know. Okay. BPH is prostate gland enlargement. So it's when your prostate is big. Now, the prostate looks like a donut. Yes. And the bigger it gets, the more it squeezes. Yes. Let's just say that. It's very common in older men and causes urinary symptoms like blocking the flow of the bladder. Yes. So they feel like they have to go pee and it's just like, and they get that's all they get out. So I told Jack I was doing this research. I was like, oh, well, you could go do my research because he was complaining about doing something. something. And he's like, oh, I'm like, well, it's about prostate. So he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, because if your prostate gets large, you're going to block the flow of urine. He's like, well, if your prostate gets large. (laughs) (laughs) Funny thing is I don't have one. Women don't have that. We have a million other problems. Prostate is not one of them. So causes of BPH. Old age. Well, yeah. The prostate gland is located... Directly beneath the bladder, mm-hmm. right? And it and your urethra runs directly Not through yours. men's urethra. Men's urethras run directly through the middle of the prostate. So your urethra is the tube that goes from your bladder to your pee pee. To your pee pee. So it lets your pee out of your body. So your prostate <laughs> goes around that. Like so, a donut. Right. So in most men, the prostate continues to grow throughout their lives. And for many, the continued growth enlarges the prostate enough to interfere with the flow of urine. God bless. Yeah. So they aren't completely clear on why the prostate enlarges, but it is probably due to the change in sex hormones as men age. So your hormones drop off, the prostate gets bigger. Because so someday they're going to lay off? Like of the, hey, what do you think? Hey, I think, what do you I think? mean, probably. God damn. A little bit. Anyway. Um, some risk factors for developing BPH are aging. Um, it is very rare before 40. One third of men experience moderate to severe symptoms by age 60 and about half experience symptoms by age 80. See, I can tell you, so my dad, we, my grandparents used to live in Florida, so we took many trips back and forth to Florida. Mm -hmm. And when my father was younger, Mm -hmm. we would do these marathon trips where Mm -hmm. he wouldn't stop and he wouldn't stop to pee nothing. He would go and he would go and he would go. And as we got older... The stops became more frequent. Yeah. My mother's like, says now he can't go like an hour without yeah. having to pee. And it's kind of funny because he used to torture us. You can hold it. You can hold it. No, dad, I got to pee. No, you're going to hold it. Yeah. You're going to hold it till we get to South Carolina and be like, yeah, I got to go. It's only Baltimore, you know? <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Um, another risk factor is family history of prostate problems. Another is diabetes and heart disease. With the use of beta blockers. So beta blockers has um, something to big, do. Beta bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and your lifestyle. Obesity causes, um, raises the risk and exercise lowers the risk. So if you get fat, your prostate gets fat too? Apparently. And if you exercise, it stays healthy. Well, do some squats with those prostates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, symptoms of BPH are frequent and urgent need to pee. Mm-hmm. Um, increased frequency of peeing at night. Mike, uh-huh. Mike, <clears throat> Brian, um, difficulty starting urination. So you can't get the stream going. You feel like you got to go. You don't have a strong stream. You stand in there. You sit down. <laughs> you can't get in water. Yeah. You got hot water on your hands. <laughs> yeah. I remember being a floor nurse and these poor guys would come in with BPH and, you know, they'd have to pee and they wouldn't pee for like a day. It was like forever. And you'd like be like, okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. Let's put the sink on. Let's put this on. Let's put the peppermint spirits oh in the hat. So we're like spirits. the aromas of the, the aroma. I don't even know what to call that. The aroma of yeah. the peppermint going towards the penis would somehow relax it and let you pee. Peppermint relaxes yes. the penis. Yes. It I have re- never heard of yes, this in my life. Yes, we used life. to put the peppermint spirits into the hat. Peppermint and that would, and penis go together. Yeah. Oh my God. We, we would your su- peppermint patty. We try it. Now we know why they're so great. Um, so we would pour the peppermint in the hat. Like we would do everything to get these poor guys to pee. And then we're like, we have to catheterize you. You can't go this long without peeing. And I remember this one guy. And they hide to catheterize too because you can't get past the prostate. Right. Because it's so much. The urethra is so restricted. It was, it was awful. Like these poor guys really, they couldn't get the stream going. Once the stream was going, they were, could get it out, but couldn't get it going. <laughs> you can also have a weak stream oh. or a start stop stream. A dribble. Yeah. So you you go mm, stop go mm, stop like it like seizes like the sound of oh it's oh no, no oh here it comes no yeah. it doesn't no it's gone um, you can have dribbling 
um, you have the um, you're unable to completely empty your bladder. Um, and also the less common signs and symptoms are UTI, the inability to pee completely, and blood in your urine. Oh. So complications. You never of, want blood in your urine. No, it's never a good sign. Um, complications of BPH are urinary retention, which suddenly you can't pee. And if you have that, you, we're going to place a catheter mm-hmm. to empty your bladder yeah, because it's got to get out. You, you if you have, it. if your bladder has a, a high pressure, it affects your entire body. Right. Um, you can get UTIs because you can't completely, or urinary tract infections, you can't completely empty your bladder. So then your risk of infection increases because yep. all that waste is sitting now in your bladder and, and you can't warm, get it out. warm and it's yeah. a great place for bacteria, for bacteria to hang out. loves warm, wet mm-hmm. areas. Um, you can get bladder stones. These are caused from not being able to completely empty a bladder again. They can cause infection, irritation, blood in your urine, and obstruction of the flow. Because that urine. bladder, that mm-hmm. stone can sit right at the top of the bladder, at the top of the urethra, and you're not getting anything out. Um, you can get bladder damage because it will stretch and weaken from not being emptied. So then the muscular wall no longer contracts correctly, making it even hotter to empty. So it gets stretched out. Guys. Then you can't contract it and empty it. You're screwed. You can't get mess. urine out. You're a hot mess. Yep. Um, and then you can get kidney damage because the pressure from your bladder, from urinary ten- retention, can put pressure on your kidneys and an infection from your bladder can spread to your kidneys. And that's not good. No. Because you get the uritus that's from your kidneys to your bladder. Yeah. Everything's attached. Not good. So how you diagnose this? Somebody who gets up 42 times a night. Pretty much. <laughs> um, first, your doctor's going to do a physical exam. How do you do a physical exam of the prostate, Nicole? Yep. A digital rectal exam. Yep. Bend over, Dr. Bend over. My son did not know that I didn't have prostate, but he did know... That you have to bend over. That you had to bend over for Fingers up the butt. Yeah. Um, They're going to do a urine test to rule out an infection. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to do a blood test looking for kidney problems. They're going to do a PSA, which is... um, a pro- prostate-specific antigen is what it stands for. Mm-hmm. It's a blood test. And the PSA is produced in your prostate and can increase when you have an enlarged prostate. So if you have a high PSA, your prostate's probably enlarged. Um, after that, the doctor may perform a urinary flow test. So you pee into a container that's attached to a machine that measures the strength and amount of your urine flow. That's bizarre. Isn't that weird? That's I bizarre. I that. <laughs> I was like, so you pee into something, it's like, yeah, you got a strong flow, buddy. Like, Dude, it's, you got a flow. Yeah. The flow on you. Flow, sister. Go, sister. <laughs> I want to see that flow, sister. They can also do a post-void residual volume test. Void is also known as peeing. Yes. The, the medical term for urinating. So this measures if you can completely empty a bladder. So after you pee, they either do an ultrasound of your bladder or insert a catheter to measure how much urine is left in your bladder. Oh my god! So they just look into see if you feel like I need that because sometimes I'll go to the bathroom and I'll lay down and like two minutes later I'm like, nope, I gotta go again. You know what's funny is the guys with the BPH that feel like they can't empty, they tell them go again, go again. And my OBGYN, I said that I was like, I feel like I don't get everything out all the time. She's like, hold it, you are, and you're weakening your muscles. So like women are weakening their muscles by continuing. For me, and guys, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night. I hate to have to get up to pee yeah and you know you get those dreams where you think you're peeing yeah, and yeah. you're in a place you can't pee so you don't know why you're not peeing i hate that yeah so i just want to make i, I try to go like four times before i go to bed and then that's it i don't yeah. want to get up again until the morning you're, you're ruining your muscles i'm sorry but a guy week. is doing better for himself if he keeps going okay. it's a win it's a yeah, whole weird thing um so there's also a 24-hour voiding diary <laughs> you record i peed at one I peed at 115. I peed again at 120. I got up again and my wife hit me because I got up again. (laughs) (laughs) I woke her up for the third time tonight. She just about punched me in the face. I now sleep on the couch. (laughs) I tried peppermints. No pee this time. (laughs) So you record the frequency and amount of your urine you have over a 24-hour period. If you have a more severe condition, they might have you have a transrectal ultrasound. Oh, that mm. sounds awful. So a probe is placed in your rectum. Like the aliens. To measure, to exactly measure your prostate. That sounds awful. I mean, it's like us having a transvaginal ultrasound. Yes, but vaginal isn't meant to have things in it. Your anus mm-hmm. and a big old probe going up there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm readjusting. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, they might have to do it. <laughs> um, you could have a prostate biopsy. They use a transrectal ultrasound, again, Oof. to guide a needle to take samples of the prostate. It, I don't think um, any male will ever have this done yeah. after this podcast. That helps rule out prostate cancer, though. So they're like, okay, there's something wrong. There's something going on. Let's take a biopsy. Right. See if it's not cancer. They could do a urodynamic and pressure flow studies. Urodynamic. Uh-huh. They like place that. a catheter into your bladder. Mm-hmm. They inject water. It measures the bladder pressure and determines how well the muscular wall is working. So when they mm-hmm. throw this water up there, they see how much pressure is in there. <laughs> and then if your bladder wall is able to hold it or if it's it slack. It falls apart and you yeah. pee yourself. Um, they could do a cystoscopy, which is our realm. Yes. Um, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They stick a cystoscope, which is a long, flexible camera. Which men do not like. Nope. Into your urethra. So your doctor can visualize your urethra and your bladder. So All they can see if time. your prostate is squeezing right. that urethra tight. You're asleep for that. Right. Yeah. Right. And you don't feel it. Um, so treatments for BPH. There are several different treatments for BPH, which include meds, surgery, and minimally, minimally invasive therapies. Your treatment plan is based on your age, your overall health, the size of your prostate, and the amount of discomfort you're in. Oh, if you're peeing 42 times a night, you yeah. have a problem. Um, meds, the most common treatment for... Uh, the most common treatment for mild to moderate symptoms. So if you have like, it's a little troublesome, like you wake up 45 times a night, yeah. but nothing else is really happening, they're going to put you on meds. There's alpha blockers, which relax the bladder neck muscles and the muscles in the prostate so you can pee easier. They work quickly in men with smaller prostates. The side effects are dizziness and retrograde ejaculation, what does which that mean? means it, your ejaculation goes up into your bladder, which cause, can cause an infection. Oh, yeah. Oh, how does that even happen? I, I think because everything's relaxed, it can, like the flow can go it comes backwards. backwards. Yeah. Oh. Then there are five. We're gonna need a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, you're gonna pee it all out. <laughs> um, there are. Oh, that's disturbing. Yeah. There's a five alpha reductase inhibitors. They shrink the prostate by preventing hormonal changes that cause prostate growth. So this affects your hormones. Um. They can take up to six months to work, where the alpha blockers are, like, immediate. Yep. This takes a long time. They can also cause retrograde ejaculation. Oh, this thing is disturbing me. I don't like it. I've never heard of it before no? tonight. And this is bothering I've never it's, heard it of happens with, um, It happens a lot with spinal injuries, retrograde I've ejaculation. I've never heard of it before yeah. tonight. Um, there's combination drug therapy. They combine the first two if either don't work alone. So if the alpha block is not completely working, they'll put you on that. Mm-hmm. The second drug, and together they can work better. They can give you Cialis. <laughs> That's the bathtub one. Mm-hmm. Studies show, <laughs> have shown that this erectile dysfunction med can treat prostate enlargement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are several minimally invasive therapies and surgeries that can be performed if you have moderate to bit severe symptoms, the meds don't work, or if you have urinary tract obstruction, you bladder... You like a commercial right now. Thank you. You're bladder stones and blood in your urine. You might not be able to have these treatments if you have an untreated UTI, a urethral stricture stricture disease. Like, if you already have a A urethra problem, problem, you can't have these. Urethra being the tube from your bladder to your outside. Uh, If you have a history of prostate radiation or urinary tract surgery, because, again, you already have problems Mm -hmm. going in there, they're not going to go in there again. Get issues. Yes. Or a neurological disorder like Parkinson's or MS. Depending on the procedure, you have... The, depending on the procedure that you choose to have or your doctor chooses you to have, the side effects can be our friend, retrograde ejaculation, <laughs> temporary difficulty with your Mike, urination. Can we make a shirt with retrograde ejaculation on it, please? Can we get sure. that on the yeah. march? Um, temporary di- difficulty with urination, which you've already had a little difficulty with urination, so. Right, no so what's retrograde ejaculation yeah. during all of that? Um, a friends. UTI, bleeding, erectile dysfunction. Or incontinence. Oof. The procedures are. Now, these are all. They're a little. <laughs> she's like, she's warm enough to tell we you. Use them, don't even we she's do them, enough. but to tell you, it's. All right. So, a TURP is the first procedure. T-U-R-P, which is transurethral resection of prostate. We do these all the time. And they smell. 
Because you're burning the prostate. You're burning the shit out of the prostate. It just smells weird. Yeah. And I hate them. I hate them too. I hate them. So you put a scope into the urethra, which means you put a scope of the penis up into Mm -hmm. your urethra. And you remove all but the outer part of the prostate. So the whole inside of the prostate that's around that urethra, we are burning out. Um, It comes out like chips. It's like chips of prostate. I I know. How do you describe this? It's It's disgusting. You know when you go mining with your kids for gold and those stupid pans and all the rocks and the gold? (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's what's left in the mining pan. Right? (laughs) That is such a random... But picture it. But that's so random. I haven't mined for gold in five years with my kids. But if you picture it... That's what it looks like. Well, because then they have that little net that yeah, catches yeah, it all. The catches shit. It, all. it looks like you're mining for gold. That is so, <laughs> so random. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what it looks like. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it smells disgusting. It smells bad. Um, it usually re- relieves symptoms very, very quickly, though. And sometimes a catheter stays in for a while to drain your bladder afterwards. We, I feel like we... Always send them up. What's well, the Murphy drip? They put it. You put, put a Murphy, Murphy drip, drip, and it helps irrigate and get anything yeah. else that's floating. Because it can own. bleed, and yeah, oh, God damn, it bleeds. So then the second procedure is a, I don't know what you would say, a TUMT. It's a transurethral <laughs> microwave. Yeah, thermotherapy. Transurethral microwave. Microwave. Yes. So I've never your, done this. We put your penis in the microwave. We just yes. a couple of minutes. <laughs> so you insert a special electrode into the urethra. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of this. And microwave energy destroys the inner portion of the prostate. It's kind of like the same thing. I think if you just stuck them in front of the microwave for a bit, probably helps. I tell fine. my kids all the time not to cook some mac and cheese. You'll be fine. Um, it might only partially relieve symptoms, and it might take time to see the changes. Usually, this is only used on small prostates in special circumstances. Um, and the need for retreatment is likely. So this doesn't work for as well as a TURP. Right, which is probably, we've probably never heard of it. Right. Then there's a tuna. A tuna? Uh-huh. Transurethral. A big tuna? Needle ablation. I've never heard of a tuna either. Nope. The, so the scope goes up your urethra Everything's thing. going up your penis. Yeah, like your it's a tube. Um, the surgeon places needles into your prostate, Oof. and then radio waves go through the needles, which heats and destroys excess prostate tissue. It's not really used anymore. No, no. I've never heard of it. I think they switched to the TERP. Um, then there's laser therapies, which we see. Yeah, we yeah. have. Um, laser therapies have lower risks than non-laser surgeries and usually relieve symptoms right away. There is ablative laser procedures, like... PUP, which is photoselective vaporization of the prostate. I have heard of that. Yeah. And um, that vaporizes the obstructing prostate tissue. It can cause irritation of the urinary system. So everything might like swell right. a little bit, might be a little sore, might be a little bleeding. Then there's a nucleative laser procedures, like Holmian laser nucleation of the prostate. Um, it usually removes all the prostate tissue, blocking urine flow, and prevents regrowth. So they kill all the tissue. So it's right. not going to come back. So to get another big donut. Yeah. Squeezing out your pee pee. Then there's a PUL, which is prosthetic. I've heard a ton of those. Yes. Yeah. Prosthetic urethral lift. Um, special tags are used to compress the size of the prostate to increase urine flow. So they put like clips on the sides <laughs> of the prostate to push them in so the urethra has more flow. Um, it's good for men concerned about erectile dysfunction. Or ejaculatory issues. Wouldn't want retrograde ejaculation. No. Since um, the effect on those with the PUL is much lower than with a TERP. Okay. Um, Then you could have a prostatectomy. It's a surgery to remove your prostate gland. It's usually done if the prostate is really big, if you have bladder damage, or if you have a lot of other complications from BPH. There's lifestyle and home remedies you can do. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the yes. home remedies. This is going to be great. It's really not. Limit your fluid intake at night. Obviously, if you're peeing 45 That's times at night, common sense. don't drink after 7 o'clock. Yeah, like, I don't do that now. Right. Um, limit caffeine and alcohol because caffeine and alcohol do Make what? Your pee. They increase urine production and they irritate your bladder and they worsen your symptoms. Limit decongestants and antihistamines. Thank God I'm a man since I live on Benadryl. Um... <laughs> They tighten the muscles around your urethra, making it harder to pee, which I didn't know that. 
Well, if you just had that peppermint patty with it, you'd be all set. <laughs> Go when you feel the urge. Well, I do that anyway. Waiting Why too long. Why do I need somebody to tell me that? I know. Waiting too long can stretch the muscle. Oh, please. Schedule bathroom visits. <laughs> Try to plan to go every four to six hours during the day. Four to six hours? I go every two weeks. <laughs> I mean, if not more. So, but you four have to. Four to six hours yeah. is a long time to not pee. Plan it to go every four to six hours to retrain your bladder. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Have a healthy diet. Obesity is associated with BPH. Stay active. Inactivity contributes to urinary retention. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Urinate. Then urinate a few minutes later. (laughs) Urinate. (laughs) You get it. Then you get to urinate and then urinate a few minutes later. It's called double voiding. I can't. I can't. Why am I double voiding? It helps make sure you empty so everything. See, I am emptying at night when, I'm I, telling go, when you, I void and then I go Women again, shouldn't be double voiding. Well, I'm double voiding. Right. I'm, I'm double dipping right. on a regular basis. And keep warm. Colder temperatures can cause urinary retention. And so you have to move down south. That's it. This New well, England weather is not good for me. Okay. So I know some people don't know that you pee in the ocean. But you know how you yeah, have I mean, to pee in your it's in the the freezing cold toilet. water? It's the hardest time you have ever have to pee because it's freezing cold. Yeah. 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 So keep warm because when you're cold, it restricts well, like you everything. you go to the Florida waters, you don't have that no, problem. they just pee freely. Well, I have to say, so being a nurse, people come up with random shit to ask you. So my neighbor came up to me a couple of years ago and he's like, I um, I had my prostate levels checked and they were high and he's all stressed out. Because he's very intellectual. So he's like, I've got cancer. I've got mm. cancer. I'm like, well, you know, let me find out. So I happen to run into one of the GU sur- I like it's like coincidental the next night I'm working mm. with one of the GU, GU surgeons and I mentioned this to him. He's like, Does he ride a bike? I'm like, actually he does. He goes, Tell him to stop riding a bike for three weeks before his appointment. So I go back and I said, I forget your bike riding. Wait three weeks. Mm-hmm. Skipping across the street to me two like a month and a half later, he's like, oh, I got my levels done and they're all normal. He was like, It was the bike ride. Oh, Skipping across the street. He was so excited. Wow. So bike riding can, uh, if you sit on your balls for a long time, uh-huh. you can alter the levels of the tests. So if you uh-huh. are an avid bike rider uh-huh. or you do anything else that requires uh-huh. you sitting on your balls, you might want to wait a couple uh-huh. of weeks uh-huh. and not an do that activity before you go for an appointment to have any kind of prostate levels checked. Oh, good idea. So, uh-huh. since we've been talking about retrograde ejaculation yes. we're gonna now talk about erectile dysfunction obviously which every time one of these commercials is on my kid comes in the room and he's like what's erectile dysfunction i'm like i'm not we're not talking about this right now so i got my information from mayoclinic.com mm-hmm. uh so what is erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. it is an inability to get and keep an erection firm enough to have sex occasionally trouble is not a concern if it is an ongoing issue, it can lead to stress, it can affect your self-confidence, and it can affect your relationship. Mm. can't imagine why. No. It happens it, to everyone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not me, man, I swear. <laughs> it can also be a sign of an underlying health condition. Yeah. Symptoms. I don't know why we have to go over this. I mean, they seem pretty It's obvious. pretty much an erectile dysfunction is pretty self-explanatory, but in case you don't know what that means, it's trouble getting, in a, getting or keeping an erection. And a reduced sexual desire. So, when do you consult a doctor for erectile dysfunction? Mm-hmm. When you are concerned and experiencing other sexual problems like premature or delayed or retrograde ejaculation. <laughs> you probably won't know. About you might not know that at the time unless it's coming out of your nose. Um, you have diabetes, heart disease, or other health diseases that could lead to yeah. erectile dysfunction. Causes. There are many causes, Laura. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this. Male sexual arousal involves complex process of brain, hormones, emotion, nerves, muscles, and blood vessels. Really? I don't think it's that complex. I don't think it's that complex. I think a strong wind and they're like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? It's a breeze. I'm ready. So I don't think it's that complex. No. Um, if they watch a really dirty commercial, they were all ready to roll. It doesn't even have to be that dirty. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah. It could be anything. Um, so ED can result if you have a problem with any of these. Mm-hmm. Heart disease, mm-hmm. arthro- atherosclerosis, mm-hmm. high cholesterol, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. diabetes, obesity, which mm-hmm. seems to be a common thread throughout this particular yes. episode. Obesity. Exercise, lose weight. 
Yes, stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Obesity, I'm flipping my page and it's taking me a second. Oh, there's a lot. Metabolic <laughs> syndrome, Parkinson's disease, mm -hmm. MS, mm -hmm. multiple, what, what am I multiple, sclerosis. multiple sclerosis, certain prescribed meds, mm -hmm. smoking. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now you sound like a commercial. I know. Scar tissue. I know. If you have any of these, like <laughs> some of these commercials, you're like, why would you take this? If you have suicidal thoughts, you're yeah. bleeding from the mouth, eyes, and ears. <laughs> okay. So, uh, substance and alcohol abuse. Sleep disorders, mm -hmm. prostate issues, low testosterone, pelvic or spinal injuries. Yes. Psychological causes could be depression, anxiety, stress, or relationship problems. Well, that makes sense. Complications. Sucky sex life. Stress or anxiety. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> was that on mayoclinic.org? It was on I, I kind of paraphrased. Sucky sex life. Um, your wife just doesn't want to give it up. Your girlfriend, whatever. She's always tired. She always yeah. has a headache, headache. Whatever it may be. Embarrassment or low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Relationship problems. Mm -hmm. Or the ability, inability to get your partner pregnant. So I guess... I guess that's stress, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. the more you're not getting her pregnant, the more you're like... Shoo. Right. Okay. Treatments. There's many treatments for ED. Mm -hmm. I've seen all the commercials. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. Cialis, the bathtubs... I Apparently, that commercial. if you both sit in separate bathtubs, you in on a mountain, in a mountaintop, yeah, like why would you be in separate bathtubs? Wouldn't you want to be in the same bathtub? You would think you would be in the same bathtub. Mm, mm. Maybe it's less stress if you're in a separate bathtub. I guess. Yeah, there's okay. no stress. So first of all, quit smoking. Yes, that's number one. Quit smoking. Mm -hmm. Stop drinking alcohol, mm -hmm. which is pretty much one of the things that leads to sex. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Then there's too much alcohol. <laughs> yeah, there is. And they're like, oh, I can't, you know, forget it. No, I can't. I'm not even going to go down nope. that road. Nope. Yep, it can be bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, mm hmm. Okay, you know, forget it. <laughs> All right, so lose weight or increase physical ability. Mm -hmm. And stop illicit drug use, which we've talked about in the past, can either cause a four day hard on or yes. no hard on yes. at all. Go to counseling to eliminate any psychoemotional issues that may affect your ED. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So medications, you can have Viagra, which is that little blue pill everybody talks about. Pill. But you know what? Um, I have a friend who is a cop and he's like, one of the calls he got was this like 80 year old guy's fucking taking Viagra and his wife is 80. She doesn't want to have sex anymore. No. She's done. He's up her ass like he's 20. And she's like, he's beating me because I don't want to have sex with him. <gasps> Stop taking the freaking Viagra. Yeah, because you couldn't do it if you didn't take it. So. He wouldn't want to. He's 80. You're going to break a hip? Like, come on. No. I mean, Jesus that Christ, if you're nagging me at 80, I'm going to divorce you. Unless ass. you've married like a 40-year-old. Well, if I'm 80 and I'm with somebody who's 20, I'll just lay there and take the advantages. Well, what I'm saying is he shouldn't even be prescribed it unless he's married exactly. to a younger woman. Well, maybe he's getting it on the side like, with the oxys and Viagra. Uh, Levitra, Cialis, a favorite bathtub mm -hmm. med. Stendra, to help you get and maintain an erection. These medications work by relaxing smooth muscles and increasing blood flow in the penis during sexual stimulation. Mm -hmm. And maybe a good peppermint patty might help too. <laughs> Do not take if you are on nitrates for a heart condition. It can cause a sudden drop in your blood pressure and you can pass out. Mm -hmm. So here you are getting your heart on, you're all excited, and you're just going to basically yeah. pass out on top of it. You're not going to know him. what's happening. Right. Yeah. Also, if you're on beta, uh, excuse me, if you're on alpha blockers, a, a combo of these drugs can cause another drop in your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So you got to be really careful. Mm -hmm. And you're on the alpha blockers because your prostate's enlarged because exactly. you're older. I mean, you're a fucking hot mess at this age. Just Stop taking up. them. Just give it up. Injectable meds. You can inject. Oh, God. I have to stop with these medication names. I Alprostadil. had to go through AIDS things. I know. Those are brutal. Okay. okay. Alprostadil. You can inject that directly into your urethra. Ugh. Maybe it's like that guy. Remember the caulking up the. That's what it is. What it is. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Yep. Okay. This is causes the penis to fill with blood. I have to say, guys don't want you to put a catheter in when they're going to have surgery because they're afraid. The but they will inject yep. themselves with medicine to have sex. Well, this also comes in a suppository form. Oh, excuse me, honey. I'm going to lick my finger <laughs> before we get ready. Can you put this in? Okay. <laughs> You can use my favorite penis pumps or cock rings. Just don't use titanium. Do not use titanium. Go use with the something glass, breakable. The wood, the yes. electric, something you can cut something off. Something we can cut. Yeah. Um, and as a last resort, you can try surgery, which would be an artery reconstruction to repair arteries that are blocked, causing erectile mm -hmm. dysfunction. 
usually for men 30 and under. Or you can just go with the good old-fashioned penile implant. Mm-hmm. Or the bendable ones. I like the bendable ones. I think the bendable ones are easier. Way easier. It's like a slap bracelet. You can just yeah. bring it up and yeah. when you're done, you bring it down. Yeah. I wonder if they can feel anything with those, though. Do you think they have any sensation? I don't know, because it's like a... I don't want to say violent, because that's not the correct word. It's a... I, oh, it's a... When you put it in, it's not like you... I don't feel like we're watching for nerves down there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, but you have all the nerves under your skin. So I think, I think they probably can. I don't know. I mean, we had one guy, he coded three times on the table and still wanted that thing put in. It's like, dude, you can't even survive the surgery. How the hell are you going to survive sex? Sex, yeah. Well, he just has to lay there. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, so mm-hmm. that's our Father's Day episode. Maybe <laughs> next Father's Day we'll actually do something male related like that's not about the penis yeah um, so happy father's day again dad happy god bless and um we will be doing aids next episode mm-hmm. which is a good one mm-hmm. and then the world renowned ever wanted summer, summer series, series. Mm-hmm. gotta love the summer series yeah. so um have a safe wonderful summer we're mm-hmm. coming out of this whole um covid quarantine epidemic things are starting to open mm-hmm. up i feel like a whole new woman mm-hmm. i have a hairdresser's appointment i don't have one till july and i could cry mm-hmm. i mean mine's not anytime soon but it's coming oh, i can't wait yeah um so enjoy celebrate father's day lovely don't talk about your father's prostate problems he probably doesn't want to hear it i but i mean if he's gone up 45 times maybe suggest that he goes right. talk he might to his doctor that checked yeah. and get a chirp that smells yeah. like chips and oh, looks God. like mining with your it kids. looks like mining with your children that's <laughs> the just, only way i can describe i cannot it. believe you whipped out that so random but you people can you're at the polar caves that. and you you're got like the little <laughs> thing the little ham <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where the hell you even got that shit so it looks all like. right so on that note we'll talk to you guys soon happy father's day bye <laughs> so fucking random Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.